3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: Panini America is breaking new ground with exclusive NIL deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Washington's Michael Penix Jr. How about J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, rising star Arch Manning at Texas. If you're into cutting edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at PaniniAmerica.net or the Panini direct app. Plus, discover Panini instant cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, it's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. T.J. Watt of the Steelers joining us a little bit later on. Also the Rams radio analyst, Maurice Jones-Drew, former NFL running back, will join us as well. Phone calls, always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle, at DP Show. Pull question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Front row joining me here in the Man K. Fritzy still joining us via Zoom. And it looks like you've got a Cowboys stadium issue with the lighting there at home. Do you have some sunlight there on you, Todd?
2: I, I do. I have I have a mirror a window here with no um no uh, curtains, I guess, would be the word I'm looking for. And I tried to stack a bunch of books and put some things <laughs> up. But hopefully in the next few minutes, the sun will move out of the way and not cause this little partial glare.
4: Did Jerry Jones design your house? Is that he, what may you... have. He, he may have. He
2: may have. That, that corner there, the sun's just taking a little bit longer to get out of the upper right crest of that window.
5: Yes, Paul. I like that, first of all, it's the sun's fault. And secondly, <laughs> Todd will <laughs> rather wait out the sun than put up some type of blanket or sheet. <laughs>
4: Uh we miss you.
2: I miss you too. Missed me Friday. It's not, uh, it's not fun. It's much, uh, much more enjoyable being with you guys in there.
4: But you have a limerick today. I do have a limerick. Yeah. yeah. Tuesday. Why don't we start? Why don't we start people's Tuesday off on a great note? How about it?
2: We can do that. Okay. I we should. Here we go. This Here. is off the Rams Cardinals game last oh, night. Oh, okay. How's this? Is this better? Is this a better shot? I'm moving around. Okay, 21 nothing was the halftime score. Kyler and the Cardinals' effort was poor. The Rams went all in. Stafford's first playoff win. Birdseed scattered across SoFi's floor. All right.
4: Well, it starts us off. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, all
6: right.
5: Let's go.
4: Last night, the Rams dominated the Cardinals. Rams' offense looked really good. Defense made life really uncomfortable for Kyler Murray. And the Rams are a talented group. When you watch them play last night, that's when you remind yourself, oh, that's right, that's how they should be playing, where you have an elite quarterback, you got a pretty good running game, you got a couple of really good wide receivers, you got the best defensive lineman in the game, you got the best defensive back in the game, and you got an uh, edge rusher who's going to go to the Hall of Fame and Von Miller. But Matthew Stafford threw for just six touchdowns and seven interceptions over his final three games. And we started to wonder, what are we going to get with Matthew Stafford? Now, there's a difference between big numbers and good numbers. Stafford had good numbers last night. Not big numbers, good numbers. He showed up when it mattered most. But this really feels like the offensive philosophy the Rams should have a lot of time what happens is you get caught up in we want to be dynamic, we want to be offensive geniuses. Sean McVay, he's innovative. Then you want to get out there and start throwing the football. Well, I go back to Brian Billick. Brian Billick was with the Ravens, and he had, of course, one of the great defenses of all time. We had an average quarterback, but he's an offensive-minded guy. He was an offensive genius. Well, he didn't get credit. It's really the Ravens' defense got all the credit, and rightfully so. You didn't really need much offense. In fact, uh, I think Ray Lewis once said, give us, just give us 10 points on offense, we'll win the game. But the Rams' defense, with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, they made some plays. And now you turn your attention to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs have already lost to L.A. once this year. They may not have an answer for Cooper Cup or Odell Beckham, I don't think they're going to have an answer for Aaron Donald, but then who does? And then the Buccaneers could be without their Pro Bowl tackle, Tristan Wirfs. And if that's the case, advantage Rams. But uh, you don't want to bet against Tom Brady. The Rams, if they play the way they did last night in Tampa, uh, they're going to be a tough out. Absolutely. Uh, We'll come up with a poll question. I think Paulie's doing the honors today.
5: Yeah, I got a fritzy one from this morning. Do you have a lesser opinion of Kyler Murray after last night's game? Yes or no? Mm. How could you not? Uh, Or is it, do you say like, well, one playoff game does not erase a pretty good start to a career?
4: Well, I, I have concerns about Cliff Kingsbury. I have more concerns about Cliff Kingsbury than I do Kyler Murray. Now, keep in mind, I can find articles from two months ago where Cliff Kingsbury, coach of the year, question mark, Oh, he's flirting with Oklahoma. You better lock him up. And I went, he's not going to Oklahoma. He wants to get a pay raise. And his teams historically are horrible to end the season. From the Action Network, the following. In Texas Tech, his career there as a head coach. In 2013, they lost five of the last six games they played. In 2014, lost four of the last six. In 2015, lost four of the last six. In 2016, lost six of the last eight games. In 2017, six of the last eight games. In 2018, lost five of the last five games. With the Cardinals in 2019, lost seven of the last nine games. 2020, lost five of the last seven games. And then this year, lost five of the last six. Six. Stat of the day, stat of the day, pop stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what, what stat of the day. Bop. Other than that, Cardinals season was really good. You know, you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, that's big. Everybody dealt with injuries. You know, the the Titans had more players on their roster playing a game this year due to injury and COVID than any team in NFL history. And they have the number one seed. Tampa's had injuries. They lost Chris Godwin. Uh, Antonio Brown went AWOL. Like every team has this. You lose a star player, a good player. Now what do you do? Arizona didn't adjust. It's tough replacing DeAndre Hopkins. He's an A plus wide receiver. But you gotta find other ways to win. And it feels like the NFL figures out the Cardinals later in the season. And then that was part of the problem where I'm watching this team and I just I, I'm curious, okay, now what do you do? I mean, Kyler Murray didn't wasn't even a threat. It had six yards. Rams rush for over 140. But you look at Arizona, okay, got some defensive players there. You have to adjust. When you're not playing your best, can you win a game? And you see this every single year in the playoffs. There will be a team that will advance and not play a great game. But last night, the Rams were the better team. Now they move on. Started out Buccaneers favored by two and a half, and then it went up to three. I think that's where it is right now. This program brought to you by Impeller. Empower your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller, new online tool connecting investors with innovative projects on the island available now. Impeller, your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash Impeller. All right, so... The Kyler Murray poll question? I have a couple more for you to peruse. All right.
5: When Monday Night Football becomes a blowout, you know, playoffs or other, you switch over to Peyton and Eli, you're already on Peyton and Eli, you keep it on the regular broadcast with uh, Greasy and those guys, or you tune the game out altogether. Mm. Um. And then here's one more. This is mine. Yeah. Which team this weekend felt the least playoff-ish? Like, like how does that team in the playoffs? Raiders, Patriots, Eagles, Cowboys, Steelers, Cardinals. Which team felt the least playoff-ish?
4: I would say the Cardinals. The Steelers had some star power. And you still have Ben there and you have T.J. Watt. Um, The Eagles didn't. I would go Eagles, Cardinals, Steelers. Only because you had Ben and the Swan Song and you have T.J.
6: Watt. You got to put the Patriots up there. Somewhere They got humiliated.
4: Well, no, but are you talking about before, like the end result? Well, like which team, when you look at the,
5: the performance they put up this weekend, said how the heck did they get in the playoffs?
4: Well, I, thought, I still thought that the Patriots were a good team. Thought they'd be a playoff team. They didn't look like a playoff team. But Eagles didn't look like a playoff team. Steelers <laughs> didn't look like a playoff team. You know, the Cowboys put up a good fight. I wouldn't put the
6: Cowboys on that list. Yes, yeah, Eden. That's why when you look at the the remaining teams, you've really kind of weeded through like the haves and the have-nots. Like pretty much every team that's remained is going to sound so stupid, but it's pretty incredible.
4: Well, I, it,
6: <laughs> thank you, McLovin. Yeah, I thank you. Sometimes the words are starting to formulate in your head. You're like, this is going to sound so stupid. <laughs>
4: yeah, I do that numerous times every morning. Yeah. It feels like you got these heavyweights and then you have the Bengals against the Titans. And even though the Bengals are really exciting to watch, it doesn't feel like that has that heavyweight showdown. Like, wow, that's going to be un- unbelievable. The Packers 49ers, you're like, heck yeah. That's going to be a knockdown drag out. The Rams against the Buccaneers, the Bills against the Chiefs. And then you go the titan the titans. titans, Bengals. <laughs> Even though the Titans have the number one seed and you get Derrick Henry back, yeah, Paul, I love the Titans team. I love them at home. I don't, I don't
5: like their quarterback. I don't love their quarterback in any way. I he's a nice quarterback. He doesn't feel like a t- uh, Tannehill doesn't doesn't he not feel like you can't picture him in a Super Bowl. I could picture Joe Burrow in a Super Bowl this year more than I can Tannehill, and that's not an offense of the Titans. It's just Tannehill doesn't seem like that threatening. Of course, he'll throw for three hundred
4: this week. Well, I don't know if. He's never been a numbers guy. It's just, can you be good enough to compliment Derrick Henry and that defense? But I don't even know how much Derrick Henry is going to play. I think that's really the key is how much can you load him up and say, all right, now go out there and try to win. You know, the Bengals are really banged up on the defensive side of the ball, defensive front. And if you have Derrick Henry, that's a big advantage there, obviously. All right. uh, Any other poll questions there, Paulie? I think that's it for now. No. Okay, by the way, Bengal fans, go to danpatrick.com. We uh, have a new t-shirt there to uh, honor you.
6: Yes, We uh, had some fun with the copy there. (laughs) Mm. I didn't even read the copy. I I know that you are responsible. We just threw up a new shirt on the site. Yeah. Perfect for guys and Bengals. Mm. No? All your friends will want to burrow it. Yeah.
4: Uh, don't chase your tail. Yeah, that's why I, I didn't read the copy. I, we were trying to move some product here, Seton. <laughs> that doesn't make you go, man, I'm curious. I'm going to the website right now.
5: Unlike that chili place, there's only one way to buy this shirt. Uh,
4: DanPatrick.com. Let us know what you, uh, you, you think you it. Uh, Let's see. Sean in uh, California leads us off early. Hey, Sean, what's on your mind?
2: Hey, DP. Uh, It is pitch black here in Sacramento. I'm on a morning walk and uh, longtime Cardinals fan. I need you to answer a question for me about Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I just don't know if he's the right fit to get the Cardinals to the next level. It seems like Kyler. You know, while brilliant in some of the things that he does, you know, under pressure, down the stretch, kind of falls apart, as does Cliff. If you look at his time at Texas Tech and through the Cardinals, back half of the season, um, he just can't get the job done. So, honest opinion from you to talk me off the ledge. Um, (sighs) Is Cliff going to be the answer going forward for the Cardinals? Thanks.
4: Well, I can't can't say he's going to be the answer when I didn't think he was the answer to begin with. Now, he looks like the guy who would play a coach in a movie. <laughs> but I just, I'm not sold on him. He wasn't a, a winning coach in college. And then you get the job in the NFL because of your relationship with Kyler Murray. USC was going to have him run their offense. They he they, they signed him. He was there for a couple of days. But it feels like he's more of a coordinator than he is a head coach. But, you know, I didn't think they had enough uh, weapons. I didn't think they could score enough points against the Rams last night. Said that yesterday on the show. And they don't. They don't have a threatening offense there. And, you know, Kyler Murray has got to – if you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, then you have to really rely on Kyler Murray to use his legs to beat you. But the Rams were great last night. I mean, give them credit. You push up the middle, they did a great job. And I think that it's easy to criticize – We sometimes forget to compliment. And the Rams did what you want a really good team, a Super Bowl caliber team to do. My problem with the Rams, the same as the Cowboys, are they consistent enough? Can you do it two weeks in a row? Can you do it three weeks in a row? Can you win a game that maybe you're not supposed to? That's what I want to know. But if you beat Tampa, now all of a sudden, you're going to get everybody's attention. But can you win can you win a game where Stafford doesn't play well or the defense gives up a lot of points? That that happens. It's rare when a team just goes right through the playoffs. Dominic's, you No, know, no question whatsoever. You usually have one game that sort of hangs in the balance. All right, we'll get to uh, more phone calls coming up. But no, uh, Cardinal fans, I can't talk you down from the ledge because I wouldn't have let you get up to the ledge to begin with. All right, uh, we'll take a break here. Phone calls, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Simply safe home security is here. And uh, you know what they're doing? New Year's holiday deals, just because you listen to the program. That means 20% off their award-winning home security. And your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. We Love Simply Safe. Everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Simply Safe named Best Home Security System of 2021 by US News and World Report. Customize your system for your home online in minutes, then it comes right to the door, you set it up. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no long-term commitments. Really easy to start feeling a little bit more peace of mind in the new year. So hurry up. Take advantage of this great offer. Take 20% off your Simply Safe system. And your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafedam.com for 20% off your entire system. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app
3: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: There's nothing like a great night's sleep. Every great day starts the night before. Quality sleep can help boost your reaction time and recovery time and performance. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your one-of-a-kind, ever-evolving sleep needs. So, how do you take it to the next level? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you choose the ideal comfort, the firmness on each side. Two beds in one, that's your sleep number. Mine is 75 the beds automatically respond and adjust your movements. So you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Amazing after a tough workout. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. It's like having a coach for a great night's sleep. And right now during Sleep Number's President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. See store for details.
0: The Rams
4: built up a 28 to nothing lead and coasted to the 34 to 11 win last night. I did flip over the Suns beat the Spurs. I wanted to see if Devin Booker was going to go for 60. He ended up with 48. Phoenix is now a league best 34 and 9. Arizona finished the first quarter with negative 3 yards on offense. Negative three, second lowest first quarter total in a playoff game since 1991. Cardinals mustered just 40 net yards in the first half. Lowest first half total in a postseason game in three years. 0 for 9 on third downs. Third time in the last 30 years a team was 0 for 9 or worse on third downs in a playoff game. This is where you have Cliff Kingsbury. He's an offensive-minded guy. You got an electric player in Kyler Murray. You got to make something happen. Yes, the Rams played great defense, but this is a chess game. You got to come up with something. You know what the Rams are, who the Rams are, and you got to find some weaknesses in there, and Arizona did not adjust, and it feels like the second half of the season, we weren't quite sure about Arizona, but... I can find plenty of articles from two months ago, Cliff Kingsbury, coach of the year, question mark. And you got to lock him up or he's going to go to Oklahoma. He might end up being an offensive coordinator for somebody, you know, down the road. I, I'm i uh, hearing Eric Bieniemy is uh, getting a lot of consideration for the Minnesota Vikings, John. But uh, Dan Quinn is the object of desire. It feels like the Cowboys defensive coordinator is going to have his pick of jobs. And Denver, I think, is uh, number one on his list, and I think he's number one on their list right now. Yeah, point.
5: This is an awkward one, but if you were considering taking the Denver Broncos job, wouldn't you have to somehow back-channel to Aaron Rodgers to see if it's even a consideration? Or is that not, you would just take the job? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, if you don't get him, yeah. you still got to get another quarterback. Yeah, it's
5: oh, oh, blank slate.
4: Yeah, yeah, I don't. Now, would I want to know if Aaron's interested in Denver? I would, but I can't base my future on is on Aaron Rodgers' future. And it feels like you're going to get a divorce in Seattle with Russell Wilson when Russ wants to sort of explore. And I'll go back to what I told you because I was told by a source that you could see a scenario where Russ is going to do and the Seahawks will do what happened with Detroit, Matthew Stafford in Detroit. They just came to this conclusion that, Hey, we're moving on and you want to move on. We're going to find the right trade partner here. And Matthew Stafford was going to go to Carolina. The Rams sweetened the pot, came in, got him, then traded Jared Goff as well. I still think that that's what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. I think if, if the front office is back, if Pete Carroll's back, that Russ is going to say, okay, you know what? Let me find a place where I want to go. And then kind of come back to Seattle and say, hey, I'd like to go to the Giants. And then Seattle would say, all right, well, this is what we want for you. Or I want to go to Denver. Whoever wants Russ. Now is what you do. You have your agent. There'll be teams that will get a hold of his agent. And then they will say, Hey, will he Wave is no trade. That's another thing. Russ has a no trade clause, but I think that those are some of the things that are percolating right now. Yeah, point.
5: Russell really didn't address it much last night on the Manning cast in the second half. His
4: future, his situation. He wasn't. He wasn't going to. No, not he, even a topic. No, he was told. From what I'm told, he said to the Mannings, or it was it was relayed to the Mannings, don't bring up the Seattle situation. And I thought, well, why have Russ on again <laughs> unless you're going to talk about the Seattle situation? I mean, I can have you talk football since you faced the Rams and the Cardinals twice each this year.
6: But, yeah, see, Russ wanted to focus on auditioning for uh, his next job in the booth. Oh, you think that's what he was doing? I did. I really do. I really do. He was super
4: professional. Hmm. I don't he's too buttoned up, I think, to be an analyst. Like you gotta be a little looser there. I mean, we saw Drew Brees he was he was um, not eloquent in describing what it's supposed to feel like for a quarterback and a drive and you you know, all that. Like you want that, you know, Romo doesn't have anywhere near the career, Drew Brees, but Romo is he puts you in the moment there. And, you know, Drew has got to say, hey, I got to reveal secrets here. I'm not going to play again. I can tell you, here's what I always look for. You know, he sort of begrudgingly mentioned, oh, that was my favorite play with, uh, you know, the Saints. And, you know, you got to be, uh, you got to be willing to talk. You got to be willing to share secrets and and, you know, have fun. Put yourself out there. And that's why Romo is so good. John Madden was so good. It's like I got to put myself out there and be in the moment, almost be playing in the game. I don't know if Russ would want to do that. Feels like he wants to be more than just an analyst for a game. Yeah, Paul.
5: If NPR got NFL game rights, I think Russell Wilson would be perfect. Mm. Calm, measured, stoic, Mm. Mm. very calm delivery. Yeah.
4: J.J. Uh, Watt was back in the uh, lineup. Aww. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Willis Reedish. There wasn't much going on there. Here is J.J. Uh, Watt after the loss last night. It was a
2: massive failure. I mean, from what we were capable of doing, and from what we showed we can do um, to to what to today, um, there's no other way to describe it than as a failure.
4: All right. He also had this to say as well. Part of sports is that you get to enjoy the highs, but then you also have to live with the lows.
2: And you hope to have less lows than highs, obviously, but if you're going to ride high and if you're going to enjoy the good times and if you're going to be confident and excited during the good times, you also got to be, understand that you know when it goes bad, you take that too. I mean, I'm not going to stand up here and not take my lumps. I mean, we, we didn't do what we were supposed to do. We started the season great and we finished the season
4: terrible. JJ's brother TJ will join us coming up in the final hour of the show. You know, now it's kind of roles reversed because TJ is going to be your defensive player of the year. JJ, at the tail end of his career, you know, came back just to make it into the playoffs, tried to make a go of it, but uh, wasn't able to do too much there. The Raiders have fired Mike Mayock, and I guess that's no surprise because I don't think that he's done a very good job with the Raiders, certainly with their draft picks. But if you don't, you're, you're attached to Gruden, your uh, interim head coach, Rich Bisaccia, is loved by the players, but I just don't know if he's going to keep that job. And if you bring in a new GM, that new GM wants to bring in his own head coach. It just feels like this is a team that overachieved everything that happened. And they are, they were a really good story if you consider how they kind of picked themselves up with everything else that happened. And, you know, from Gruden to Henry Ruggs, like there was a lot going on. But you made it to the playoffs. You had a chance to tie the Bengals, send it into overtime. But Mike Mayock was shown the door, and it feels like you're going to bring in a GM who's going to want to bring in his coach. And uh, the interim head coach, Rich Bisaccia, he did have handwritten notes that he left to all the players. A very classy move by by the coach. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have? Uh, It seems like the Cowboys, they're fine with uh, keeping Mike McCarthy. Stephen Jones, who is uh, Jerry's son, was very confident when he was asked about Mike McCarthy coming back. And he said, absolutely, very confident that he'll be coming back. Um, you know, but, but Jerry Jones was asked after the game and he had this to say about Mike McCarthy. the one on top. Oh, does he? Uh, oh, Jerry said, when asked about a potential coaching change, I don't even want to discuss anything like that at this particular time. No discussion about anything. That's not on the table. So that's right after the game. That was his comment. Well, wouldn't you just say, no, Mike's Mike's our coach. Absolutely. And maybe, maybe it's one of those where Jerry, you know, in the moment you don't want to say anything, you're going to have to walk back. And maybe that's what Jerry was trying not to do. I don't even want to discuss anything like that at this particular time. All right. No discussion about anything. That's not on the table. I don't know if changing head coaches matters, but I will say this for the Dallas Cowboys. If I look around the NFC right now, you're you're in a bad division. You can beat up on that division maybe for another year or two years. I mean, the Eagles seem like they could be on the cusp of something. The Giants will eventually get it right. Maybe Washington will be formidable. Take advantage of this. Now, this is This is what Aaron Rodgers has been taking advantage of since he's been there in Green Bay, a bad division. Get those wins. I look around, Rogers, is he going to be with Green Bay next year? He could be in the AFC. Tom Brady is going to be 45. Now, if I look at those are the two top teams right now. San Francisco, they're going to have Trey Lance in there next year. You do have the Rams, but how long is Matthew Stafford going to play? you got a young team in Dallas. And this is your opportunity. And that's why I think it has to be even more frustrating because you, you have a nucleus here. Can you keep your assistant coaches? Can you keep your coordinators? I would do everything I could in my power to keep Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore. I don't know if you can, but I would do everything I could because he turned that defense around. You were the, one of the worst defenses in, in NFL history, and he turned it around offensively, you were a team that averaged 30 points a game. Now's your opportunity.
6: Yeah, Seaton. There can only be one coach in waiting, though.
4: <laughs> yeah, you'd have two in waiting. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. You'd have to promise both of them. Right. Wait, I'm the co- Wait, they told you you're the... Yeah. Yeah, Paul. If you're
5: Dan Quinn, he's defensive coordinator at Dallas, you have to leave now, though, no matter what, because... You were you were did great with Atlanta it went poorly in Atlanta. You may not be hot this time next year you got to go when you're hot yeah gotta
4: I know but jerry Jerry needs to keep this nucleus in place if he can because the timing is ripe for the cowboys
5: that that coach and waiting thing has never worked every guy who's ever been told he's coach and waiting it wasn't Josh McDaniels told he's coach and waiting and and kind of went out to coach an Indy and then came back
4: it, it never works yeah he didn't quite coach an indie he got there and then
6: Came back. Yes, Eden. I've decided to take on um, play calling responsibilities yeah, in the oh, yeah. interim that's for a, myself.
4: All I need is Jerry <laughs> to say, you know, we lost Kellen, but I'm going to be the offensive coordinator.
6: Ultimately, I was designing those plays as it is. <laughs> I'm
4: the one who wanted Johnny Manziel. Oh, that's right. I did. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who wanted Connor Cook. We fell... Dak Prescott fell into our lap. Oh, my God. Yeah, the whole Cowboys situation. It didn't feel any better, look any better, sound any better after, you know, yesterday afternoon where you just go, what were they thinking? And, you know, the blame game of... You know, it still goes back to what I said yesterday... Everybody focusing on that last play takes the onus, the, the the spotlight off Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, who didn't have good games. Dak did not have a good game at all. He's your franchise quarterback, Zeke Elliott. He's supposed to be your franchise running back. Those are the big questions that I have. I got to get Dak Prescott in a big moment, a big game, to play like a franchise quarterback. That's, you know, that's the difference. Look at these teams. You have elite quarterback play, you advance. It's it's rare. Yes, Todd?
2: If you're Jason Garrett, do you take any comfort in the Cowboys one and done in the playoffs this year?
4: Well, I don't know how petty he is, but I I guess. I, I, I don't know. Jason doesn't strike me as the, the guy's going to, yeah, told you. Jason got far too many chances for him to be petty about a little one and done
6: action there. I like it. Yeah, see. I don't know that anybody with the Giants right now could be like, (laughs) 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 look at them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know
4: that anybody there. Yeah. Unless he goes, you know, at least we didn't have to wait until January to get our heart broken. We got our heart broken back in September. We knew we weren't any good. All right, a couple of phone calls here. Uh, Let's see. Brian in California leads us off. Hi, Brian. What's on your mind?
3: Hey, great weekend, Daniel. Thanks Thanks for the vine. Yeah, I was really impressed with the first quarter of my Steelers game. You know, I, I didn't have high expectations going in because of the weapons. But that defense, I'm telling you, in the first quarter, all the Steelers fans were looking around like, hey, we we, we might have a chance. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes does his magic and extends plays and all his wide receivers and tight ends, and everybody comes back to him. That's, that's what I was impressed with. But uh, thanks for the time, bro. All
4: right, Brian, thank you. Thank you. Not ro- sure what role I just played there with Brian, other than Brian wanted to just – Tell me a couple of positive things there. I'm glad I could be a listener for you. Uh, Rick in Nebraska joins us. Hi, Rick. What's on your mind today? Hi, Dan. I love your show. Uh, I've been a longtime
2: Chiefs fan. In fact, I've been a Kansas City fan since uh, they came to Kansas City. Hmm. Um, And uh, during that time, you can imagine, I've seen plenty of mediocre quarterback play. um, And... In that context, I was I was listening to your team talk about Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, for a lot of your listeners, I'd be interested in hearing, would they rather have Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback or Jimmy G? And I'd be fascinated to hear um, both, maybe even coaches. It'd be interesting to, to know what
4: coaches think of Ryan Tannehill versus Jimmy G. All right. Well, thank you, Rick. Um, they would probably lean towards Tannehill. I think he's got, he's got good numbers. And plus, he's smart enough to know that he's not a $40 million a year quarterback. That, that he, he, he found that soft spot that I keep talking about. These quarterbacks who get to be 27, 28, 29 years of age, find the soft spot with the salary cap and you can keep your job. Ryan Tannehill's not $45 million a year. What is Ryan Tannehill making, Paulie?
5: That that's interesting. He is that only middle ground guy. He's signed a four year, $118 million contract. It averages out to $295 a yes. year, which is great dough, but it's not 44. No.
4: And and because of that, he sort of fits in with what their style is. I don't ask him to do too much. I think he's capable of making some plays there, and you probably have more confidence in Tannehill than you do Jimmy G. Yeah, Paul.
5: 2020 Tannehill has best season. He had 4,000 yards, 33 touchdowns, and seven picks yeah. in the regular season. He was great. But then in the postseason, it, it kind of reverted back to those mm. low-number
4: games. Well, I don't want him to do too much. And if you have Derrick Henry, now he does have two good receivers when they're healthy. And you, you I love Rabel. He's a great coach. But uh, I'd probably take – I want the quarterback who knows what his strengths and his weaknesses are. It's the one who doesn't know. That's the guy that gets you in trouble. We'll take a break. More phone calls. Uh, T.J. Watt a little bit later on. Maurice Jones-Drew will join us uh, as well. Play of the day after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: Got some quick
4: math for you. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, and delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, the more money you keep, right? That's obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, borrowing, everything else costs more. So let's reduce that.
3: Oh, my God. The, play,
4: the play, is called play of the day.
3: Runner left side, got it! i got to
5: play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out.
4: Case Edmonds is the back next to Kyler. Takes the snap, sets the laces. Bounces in the pocket. Hit from behind. Flips it forward. It is intercepted. Intercepted. A pick six. David Long Jr. Plucks it at the one. He's got an interception return for a Touchdown. David Long's interception, a three-yard interception return for a touchdown, is the shortest pick six in NFL playoff history. Courtesy of the Rams Radio Network, that's your play of the day, brought to you by your very own Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van that you could win in the Dan Patrick Show's ultimate camping rig sweepstakes. To enter, get rules, visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com. By February 2nd, Mercedes-Benz vans. Uh Ace in Charlotte joins us on the program. Hey Ace, what's on your mind? Hey DP,
3: good morning. Five
4: seven one eighty five.
3: Right. So I tried to call yesterday because you were talking about Seaton's road trip and the planning. And you mentioned Guy Fieri, or one of y'all mentioned Guy Fieri. He's been to Pinky's West Side Grill here in Charlotte, and that was Diners. Dive-ins and drives, I believe that's it. Anyway, so just wanted to see if Seton had, uh, had, had any plans to loop through Charlotte, and I'd be happy to meet him there. Oh. He has to okay. try to, uh, the okay. – it's called the Pimp. It's a uh, pimento cheese sandwich on grilled Texas
2: toast, and it is phenomenal.
4: All right, well, thank you, Ace. We'll let you know, Seton and the French kid are still planning their uh, sojourn. I don't know when you're going to finalize these plans, but this audience wants to know, are you going to be going through their their town?
6: And it's crazy, because I just realized last night that we're not leaving this Saturday. We're leaving next Saturday. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, like, I I didn't think that it was like, I didn't think I was leaving this Saturday, but I was like, oh, dang, it's coming up in, like, less than two weeks. Yes. Well, are you going to have an itinerary? So a lot of people have been saying, don't plan anything, just drive. (laughs) I'm like, well, I don't know that I can really do that. But yeah, we're going to have an itinerary. Certainly by next week latest.
4: Yeah, but you need to be in L.A. on that Saturday before Super Bowl week. I am going to do my best to get there on (laughs) time. But but I can't have you where I go. Where are you? (laughs) I'm in the uh, Rocky Mountains. I can't get out. (laughs) I got no signal here. Yeah. Yeah, I need I need a, a start and a finish. We are going to do
6: our best to get there by Sunday morning.
4: Whatever you do in the interim, those seven <laughs> days with you and the French kid, have fun. You need to get the Mercedes Benz sprinter piece. van out there. Yes. All right. If you lose the French kid, don't lose the van. That's it. In order of importance. Yes. It's van, it's then, van, French then kid. French kid. Okay. Yeah. But uh, we'll document this and uh along the way. But We'll we'll let you know what the itinerary is. And then you could help Seton out if he's coming through your town. Jacob in Denver. Hi, Jake. What's on your mind?
0: Good morning, Dan. Danette. So, um, as a huge Titans fan, I would much rather have Tannehill instead of Garoppolo. We have a long history of injured quarterbacks. So, at least Tannehill
2: stays healthy. Second point about the Titans, I went to that Texans game down in Houston. And uh, Tannehill probably looked the best. I've seen him look all season, he won that game for us. It was also the Texans. And B, or in the third point, I think we're pretty set up to win this year. But if we don't, what are the possibilities you think that we trade Tannehill
0: and maybe a first-round pick or something for no, Rodgers no, or no, what? No, 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 no.
4: We're not, <clears> not a chance? We're not doing that, Jake. No, thank you. Hang up and listen? Yeah. I, 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 no. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no,
6: no, no, no.
4: You might want to call the local radio station, you know, local show, and ask them something like that. But I I don't think they're gonna go. We're gonna we'll give you Ryan Tannehill and a first round draft pick and yeah, Paul.
5: I heard some scalding hot takes over the past two days. My favorite was uh, the Patriots should not stick at quarterback and look to replace Mac Jones immediately. Mm. That was a good one. And then this morning I heard a couple. Kyler Murray is not the guy. But a lot of people think he is, so you should trade him now while people think he's still the guy because he'll never be the guy.
6: But
4: this is the time of the year where everybody should be fired and you need to move on from your quarterback. It just feels like whoever your coach is or your quarterback, we need to move on from them. But are the Patriots going to move on from Mac Jones after one year? Okay, well, who are you sending him to? Like, Like you still... Now what are you going to do at quarterback? Yes, he, Tom Kern was pumping
6: the brakes pretty hard yesterday. He's like, well, he's a quarterback.
4: Yeah, and I agree with him. I think Mac Jones can work in Bill Belichick's system. It's just uh, he needs more weapons. He, ne- he needs more help than Tom Brady had. And I think that was you know evident. I d- he doesn't have a strong arm, so now what does he do that can help you win games? All right. He, he processes the material and in game and intangibles. And as I said yesterday, how about some tangibles? I'd like to have some tangibles. That would help. Do I think Mac Jones is the best of these quarterbacks this year? No, but I do think that playing for the Patriots, they're they're a better team than the Bears were with Justin Fields, or you know the Jags were. You know those. those Quarterbacks went to teams that weren't very good. Trey Lance is not ready to play yet. He could turn out to be the best quarterback. Uh, you know, some of these younger quarterbacks. That's why they go to these teams that aren't very good. Mac went to. If Mac Jones plays in Carolina, if Mac Jones plays in Chicago or Jacksonville, he's probably very nondescript. But he plays for the Patriots. He plays for Belichick. They got their their Tom Brady. You know, their mini goat. And then like, okay, slow down here. And a lot of times you'll just watch a couple of plays and you'll go, yeah, Mac Jones. If you watch the game, is he the guy that you go, hey, go out there and make a play? And I didn't get that feeling. I, th- I think that he can make smart plays. I don't know if he can make great plays. And there's a difference in that. But he feels non-threatening at times out there. Yes, he
6: But all that being said, didn't we spend, or we meaning like the media, spend most of the time saying that Mac Jones was the best out of this draft class? He had the best season out of anybody. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And you had people saying the Niners should have taken him instead of Trey Lance. And, you know, maybe that turns out to be true. I just haven't seen it from Mac Jones. I haven't seen it from Tua. Uh, You know, I'm waiting to see it from Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields gave us 30 minutes of good football this year. And that's about it. Zach Wilson, about 30 minutes of good football, it felt like this year. It's really difficult to do it at a high end. And that's what we keep waiting for. You know, we're comparing them, and it's not fair to say Zach Wilson needs to be this or Trevor Lawrence. Have to give him a little bit of time. And the same with Mac Jones. All right, one hour in the books, two more to go, more phone calls. And T.J. Watt will join us. One more item. We close out hour one. We've hit the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings, the official Daily Fantasy partner. The NFL still has huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week, new customers can get in to the action. Play free for millions with their first deposit. Only a couple of weeks of football left, so draft your team now, and playing daily fantasy football is simple. Pick your lineup of stars, stay under the salary cap, and score enough points to bring home cash. With a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, you'll feel the action of the divisional round like never before. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code PATRICK to play free for millions. That's right. Promo code PATRICK. Get a Free shot at millions in total prices with that first deposit. Get in the action in the divisional round only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the National Football League. DraftKings, free shot at millions of dollars. $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.